Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. The Hawks lose 5-2 to the Vancouver Canucks. It was freaking ugly. And it was a lot closer than it was supposed than it should have been for a long time, but things fell apart towards the end. We're going to get to all of it. I'm Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being with us on this late night, early morning show. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts would be greatly appreciated. It's free. It takes 10 seconds, and it goes a really long way uh, to helping this podcast grow and uh, and take hold. So we would appreciate a five-star review wherever you can leave it for us. So that was, uh, that was a game, and there was, uh, there was hockey being played, and there was ice and sticks and the whole deal. Yeah, they for sure played a hockey game. Yep. I saw it with my eyeballs. I'm really glad we, like, had all those post-game shows where we were worried that this team wasn't going to be good enough to get that worst record. <laughs> like, yeah. Even with six out of eight wins, they're still right where it they should be. one night for them to be right back to one point out of last place yeah. after six of eight wins, and everyone lost their shit, <laughs> and here we are. If, if, if the Blue Jackets win in overtime last night, they're tied for, for dead last tonight. Yep. So as many times as we have to talk people off the ledge, it all comes back to this team sucks. And here they we are. They walked into Vancouver, a circus, a dumpster fire, yep. a shit show, whatever tire you fire. Want to call it. I like the I like the term tire fire. It was tonight. a tire fire in the middle of a three-wing circus. Yes. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> Listen, That's the circus has got to try and pull people yeah, in any way they, they can. Exactly. So they're lighting tire fires in there. Yeah. Well, better than abusing animals. But, but you go well, see that's a different podcast. You go see a team. You go to a team that just changed their coaches. They've been the laughing stock of the league with the way they've handled all that. They've been an underachieving, dead-ass team all year. You go in there, and they owned you for 60 minutes mm-hmm. how the blackhawks led one nothing after first period was a miracle how it was two to two heading into the third yeah. was thanked for colin Delia letting the softy in by sam lafferty yeah. made a nice play yeah i never seen that before wonder if somebody's burner account is going to let us know <laughs> anyway uh it was a great play by sam lafferty but the yeah. uh a legit NHL starter stops that puck yes. most times. Well, look, the Hawks almost took the lead, and then a fantasy whiffs on a one-timer, yeah. and it goes the other way, and and the Canucks take the the ultimate lead. The, and, the Canucks, uh, that's how we the Canucks, say it. yeah, we say that down here. Man, it was uh, that that is that this game is it, and it was one of those ones where maybe earlier in the year, maybe last week, somehow by some miracle, the Hawks pull it out. This was an absolute ass whooping from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The, the Canucks were all over them. I think they had three breakaways in the first period. They spent the Felt first like six of the first like eight and a half minutes yeah. on the power play. The shot they had thirteen shots nine minutes into the game, and we should get right to it. Peter Mrazek, yeah, he gave up four goals. The fifth was an empty netter. 
that dude, this game could have been double digits in goals against. Honest to God, he was really, yeah. really good and yep. kept it pretty close. And then Max Domi tried to kill him for his efforts. Nice job. Yeah, we're going to get to that, mm-hmm. too, because that, yeah. that needs addressing. That's yes. for damn sure. Yeah, I want to uh, get to our, our friend here, uh, Alexandre, I, I think. That's how you would pronounce it since he's in Portugal. But, yeah, almost 6 a.m. in Portugal. Oh, nice. Lo- love to see our, our fans uh, worldwide yeah. tuning in. So that's hey. our first Portuguese that's uh, fan checking in. Could be. Love to see. We got So that means we've got Portugal. We've had Brazil. Germany. Uh, Germany. Uh, Canada. Mexico. Canada. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, someone in... Scotland. Scott, Scotland. Yep. Scotland. The Steve in, in Scotland. The, the Steve yeah, in Scotland. So, yeah, yeah, we love being international. Thank you for checking yeah. in. Love it. Portugal. Well, let's, let's spend a little bit of time on Peter Mrazek because it's a guy who we spent a lot of this season being hard on, and rightfully so. You know, yeah. sub-90 save percentage. At one point this year, he had a goals against average over four. Uh, that's Tough. that's not NHL level, let, it go, let alone NHL starter level. But since that game against Seattle where he gave up uh, four goals on five shots, he's been pretty good. Coming into this game, six goals in the three games since that Seattle game. Mm-hmm. This one you can't pin on him at all. Um, it's, yeah. we, we have these flashpoints in the season, right? And that Seattle game itself for the whole team was one of those. Like, what's the response going to be? Morazic has sort of reflected a team where, look, take this one and it, it is what it is. But for the most part, they've they've responded pretty well after that Seattle game. They have not collapsed. They've not played like ass completely. Um, and they bounced back nicely. And I think Morazic has been really, really solid. Not great, but solid since that, that loss to Seattle. Yeah. It embarrassed everybody. Yeah, for sure. And and I, I think he, you know, he's still giving up uh some some big rebounds he's still uh seemingly losing his net on a consistent basis but for whatever reason it's things haven't ended up in the back of the net as much as they were at the beginning of the season when he was playing this way um whether it's the 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 defense helping him out maybe clearing pucks a little bit more um or if he's just you know he's still giving up the rebounds but they're going more towards the corner rather than back out in front of him um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's stepped up in his, in his last couple of starts, which is great to see. Um, even though he doesn't get the win, it's got to be a boost of confidence to know that you're going to face, or that you have faced 40-plus shots. This is the third game in a row that this team has been just pounded in shot differential yeah. uh, to, to a laughable amount. And he's been uh, you know, up to the task in, in most of those games to, to give the Blackhawks a chance. And yeah, I mean, I, three goals, not even three. The, the two the, the two goals that, that Vancouver scored in the first two periods, um, you know, yeah, I'm not going to jump down his throat on it, but, you know, uh, the, the, it happens. But then the, the third goal is, is a scramble in which, you know, he's, he's got almost no chance to try and make a, a, a second effort save. And then he gets, you know, a, a, a canoe dumped on top of him by Max Domi. And then 30 seconds later, the fourth goal goes in. So I'm not going to – I wouldn't harp on him for the fourth goal because no, he's, he's, trying probably, to, he's trying to recover he's from it. concussed. Where's the concussion? Yeah, I hope not, but, yeah, you don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 he, he had a – I think he had a, he had a great effort tonight um, in a game where his, his uh, team in front of him was doing him no efforts. Canucks finished with, what, six power plays? Seven? Maybe tonight six, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, and and one was a four minute like yeah, and crazy. the shot attempts in this one, 
61 to 21. The Hawks yeah. only attempted 21 shots. Yeah, it that's felt that crazy. way. That's crazy. If you get 21 shots on goal in a game, that's, that's low. That's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. 21 shot attempts? Yeah. That's... That is brutal. And, and Jamie Pierce says in the chat, the Hawks' inability to get shots on net is fascinating. How about just trying? shots in general? How about <laughs> even trying? It's, it's one thing if you get 60 shots on net uh, attempts and only 25 get to the net because the other team's blocking them or you're shooting wide. You're at least trying. Mm-hmm. They yeah. weren't even trying. Yeah, yeah tw- it, what, 21 attempts, 15 on net? 14. 14 on that, so, so two thirds. Hey, that's a pretty good percentage if you actually. Like, yeah, if you if you get sixty <laughs> shots on uh, uh, sixty shot attempts, that's forty shots on goal. Yeah, right. Oh, Here, here's one last thought on Mrazic, and maybe this has something to do with why he's been playing better since that Seattle game. This is the first time all season he's been, like, he's the he's the legit number one. Yeah, because it was since the beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, even then it really wasn't. It was kind of him and Stalock every other game. He never was the guy to get four, five, six starts in a row. Yeah, because even so, even when Stalock was out, Morazic missed some of that time with an injury too. But you had Arvid Soderboom outplaying him, and, yeah. and they were still going every other time. So this is the first time he's had three starts in a row that I can remember. Uh, you know, it's he's been a while. He's yeah. had what four out of the last five starts have mm-hmm. been his. Yeah. So that's the that's the first time since he's been here that he's been the guy. He's not going every other with Jackson Stauber. That's not happening. So maybe oh. that has something to do a little bit with with the uh, you know knowing that there's no pressure that hey I can u- lose my starting job if I have a stinker. You know because if if Alex Stalock doesn't take that bump in practice and get hurt. Peter Morazic is probably playing one every three games. Yeah, four games. If that, right? Stalock was right. going. Stalock was the guy, so he was going to be a pure backup. Right. So maybe that that little little fire under him. We got a super chat from uh, Brandon. Uh, thank you for the super chat, as always, buddy. He says Morazic was excellent. Can't blame him. When does this team just end the misery for Taves and Kane? When they tell when, when they, they want to end yeah. it for themselves. I will say Kane had a much better game. Uh, he shot the puck, not just scored. goal, but two shot att- two shots on goal, uh, four more shot attempts, just way more noticeable. Jonathan Taves again, absolute non-factor. He played right, zero points. Yeah, he was minus three. Seventeen minutes and twelve seconds. He had one shot on goal. That's it. One hit. He blocked a shot, thank you, and won, hey, 77% of his faceoffs. But, my God, Taves is not there. It took me to the third period to, to notice him on the broadcast. I noticed more than I noticed Taves. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke Philp. Luke Philp. Philp. Um, yeah. the, only, the first time I noticed Taves on the ice was, I think, mid-second period when he got the puck behind the net, skated it out, and promptly threw it to the middle of the ice where there were two Canucks waiting for it. That's when I was like, oh, there's Jonathan Taves. There was another moment, too. I believe it was in the first period where the Hawks had like an odd man rush developing. It, it kind of happened at the Canucks blue line. So it was kind of a, they're on the way out, turn it over, and they had numbers. And usually you would see Taves kind of like get himself to a position to shoot. You know, like Alex DeBrinkett was so good at finding that soft spot on the ice and getting open for a shot. Taves just kind of like, Again, like the dead controller meme, just kind of floated in towards the net. Wasn't really looking at the puck carrier. Wasn't really looking to turn and give a passing option. I, I just, I don't know. I, I really, really, really 
want to stop myself from saying Jonathan Taves is checked out. But if you watch the games, take the jersey off. Take the history away and watch that guy. Watch player X. That is a checked out or injured hockey yeah. player. Yeah, I was I, just I was just gonna say it's either it's either he's not engaged in the game or he's physically limited the way he's playing recently. It could be both. It could but be. at some point, either go to your coach and say, Look, I'm not helping the team at all because he's not, and I need to sit for a game or two, you know, call it maintenance, call it whatever you want. He is a non-factor, and as we approached the deadline, this game was loaded with GMs from other teams because mm-hmm. the C- what was it the CHL All Star game was happening or wh- well it was- yeah it's it's the CHL top prospects game is yeah. happening like down the road tomorrow, um, and then also these are two teams that are going to be selling at the deadline, yeah. so of course there's going to be extra intrigue in it, and and I I would have figured tonight would have been a game. Where you know you have Bo Horvat with the Canucks and Jonathan Taze with the, with Chicago, two of the top three or four centers that are likely going to be in the in the trade market. Yep, going up against each other. I thought this would have been a great great night for you know both both those guys to kind of battle it out. And Taze was nowhere to be found. Bo Horvat had a goal, the empty netter, twenty three fifty six, five shots on goal, another shot attempt. Bohorvat hey. also has 30 goals on the season. Don't get yeah. mad at Kyle Davidson when the return for Jonathan Taves is not what you expect. Because sure. if you're a GM looking to win the Stanley Cup this year and you're scouting that guy, are you going to give up a first or second round pick for him? No. I don't know. Just in the hopes that he like suddenly finds the motivation again? Right, that's some, that, he, that he flips a switch that there's no indication that he has to flip anymore? I, I don't know. It's tough. No, Roy, just for, I'm sorry. One of the parody accounts. Just change your name to something normal. I hate the parody thing. It's late. I'm crabby. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's lame. But it's it, it, third round at best for Taves. At this point. At this point, sure. I would take a third and run. Just have low expectations when it yeah. comes to that. Maybe we'll get pleasantly surprised and some GM that's desperate to make a big move uh, overpays. Uh, one question I wanted to get to before it gets lost in the shuffle uh, from Alan K. Why did Domi get a 10-minute in the first? Did anyone see anything other than the normal fisticuffs? No, he got the instigator penalty. So anytime you get the instigator penalty, it's an automatic 17 minutes. You get the five for fighting, the two for instigating, and the 10-minute misconduct is an automatic with the instigator call. So that's why. Yeah, and what we saw was Max Domi chasing down a guy after a clean hit. Yeah, it's Patrick Kane, and I get you want some sort of response when your star player is is hit. But guess what? If Patrick Kane puts himself in a vulnerable position to get hit cleanly, as Dakota Joshua did, not every hit has to be met with a fight. And you take your best forward in Max Domi. Your leading point scorer. In a tie game, off the ice, for 17 minutes. At a point in which the game was tied. Yeah. It was 1-1 at that point. Yeah, it, or was so it two two. No, it was one one. You know, peop, there's there's going to be plenty of people that say, you know, he's got to stick up for his teammate. Teammates love Domi for that and stuff. It's just like, sure, but if you're, it, you can't take your most effective forward 
off the ice Correct. for 17 minutes and expect anything and expect good things to happen, especially when a guy like Jonathan Taze is not being effective on the night. Yep. And some of you, some of your, some of your best forwards were your fourth liners and third liners. Like again, again, yes, again. So, and Philip Kershev had a nice game today. Yes, he did. Yeah. Philip Kaner, she got blasted by uh Dakota Joshua too. Yeah. Dakota Joshua happen. is a beast of a human being. I, I saw him <laughs> a lot. In the AHL, yeah, he, he was, spent an entire season uh, with the San Antonio Rampage uh, back when they were a thing, and they were in the Central Division. And he just I forgot they're not a team anymore. Yeah, no, they're they're uh, Henderson now. Yeah, um, that's right. He was a monster. Like he just that's what he does. He just hits people. He's big. He's mean. And yep. you know, we gave. Max Domi the free pass. We actually commended him when he did the same thing earlier in the year against uh, the Minnesota Wild. Was it Ty- Tyson? Uh, Tyson Jost. Jost. Before he was waived and now on um, Buffalo. Colin Jost. Uh, <laughs> but the hit that he put on Kane there was dangerous. That he was put him face one. first into yeah, the exactly. Into that the one bench. is yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. one we gave him and said yeah. I mean at that situation I believe that was late in a tie game too. But we said no. You needed to do that. That was the correct response. Yeah. This was not that situation. Well, look, even Joshua if, finished his check after a play, and he went over there and, and jumped him, got in a few shots, and then once Joshua had him, he kind of was just like, okay. He spared okay. his life. He was yeah, like, right. like with the little the little chihuahua nipping at your ankle. He could have just – he had literally had him by the head and was kind of like, yeah, okay, no, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, we're good. And then you could tell Domi was still butthurt over that because that's the guy he cross-checked from behind yes. into Peter Mraz. And that's the thing. See, if, if we want to talk about – we could argue the validity – of chasing after a guy who hits Patrick Kane all night. Everyone's going to, I think we all have the same opinion, but a lot of people have opposing opinions. That's fine. What happened at the end is bullshit. That is a dumb, selfish, uh, revenge kind of a penalty. That puck was in the net. That horn was, I don't know if it was blasting, but it was about to blast. Domi comes in hard with a cross check, puts him on top of Mrazek. Mrazek stays down for a while. Looks like he's going to leave the game. That is Domi putting himself over the team. So whatever you thought about the Patrick Kane hit and him being a great teammate and a great leader and all that crap, fine. Great. I'll give you that one, okay? But this one is nothing but selfish. And look, I think Max Domi has been great for the Hawks. I would like for them to trade him and then find a way to bring him back long-term this summer. Whether or not that happens remains to be seen. I like him. But there's been those tie Domi moments for Max Domi this season. <laughs> Not as many as I expected, but tonight yeah. was bad. Tonight was a bad game for Domi, and I think if, if you got him calmed down and talked to him tomorrow, he'd probably say, yeah, I, I can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been uh, one of the, the best forwards that they've had all season. Um, it's And it's the reason that on, you know, our, our Blackhawks – trade deadline big board that we put together uh, that you can go check out at allchgo.com. That's the reason he was number two behind Patrick Kane ahead of Jonathan Taze. Because I think of the, the the effectiveness that he's brought to the table in an elevated role with the Blackhawks has been great this season. He's done everything and more that was asked of him when he was brought here for the reason of being traded. He's done, he's, he's performed perfectly. But it's nights like these that you're, you're going to get with Max Domi, but at this point of the season, you don't want to see that because, one, it's putting the Blackhawks in a bad position. And then, two, 
especially a night where, you know, we, we talked about it with all the GMs in there. You're like, yeah, he'd be great, but I also don't want him taking a 17-minute yeah. penalty in the postseason because some, someone, you know, takes takes a rough hit that you're going to see in the postseason yeah. and then Domi responds that way and then puts your team and, you know, takes himself out of the game for that chunk of time. So it's it's it's... It's a tough look. Yeah, um, Region Rev is is talking about uh, uh, his penalty minutes, and he does lead the team in penalty minutes. I think he's up to fifty eight now, and she says he had twenty five in the first nine games. But that also includes the seventeen minutes he picked up in the Tyson. Just so yeah. he's got fifty eight penalty minutes on the season, thirty four on two <laughs> fights. two plays. Yeah, yeah. so right, right. you take away those, he's got twenty four penalty minutes. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that he'd have 24 penalty minutes in 46 games, I'd be like, okay, cool. He's well behaved. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you remove the two plays defending Patrick Kane, he's only got 24 penalty minutes, which I wouldn't think is problematic. But no, it's no. a night like tonight when you do it's, – it's selfish, the, the, that Mrazic play. And mm-hmm. that just you – can't, you can't have that. Steven, put a star in that question from Chris. I want to get to that here in a second because – I think a lot of people are thinking about that. We'll hit it on the other side of a break here, um, but we gotta we gotta pay some bills first. Yeah, we do. Uh, and to do that, we will tell you how to save money on your energy bill, and you can do that through the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which of course is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that ComEd serves, helping you manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So make sure to visit them at comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, you can contact them uh, at 855-433-2700. And for more information, you can email them at businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree.com at comed.com and if you want to take all that extra cash our friends at comed is saving you on your energy bills and want to treat yourself to a blackhawks game maybe uh that's when you why not not? that's when you click and call on our friends over at game time the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets sports concerts and shows have you ever dreamed in sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like maybe right behind the penalty boxes so you could yell at Max Domi and tell him to stop hurting his goalie? Well, it's possible with game time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never find or never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawk tickets. And there are only five home games left before the March 3rd trade deadline. So regardless of what we think of Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves and how they're playing right now, they have a legacy here that can, is unmatched, and there might only be five games to see yep. them play in a Blackhawks uniform. 
So use game time to get your tickets to those games. It's created by the fans for the fans and guarantees the lowest price. If you find a better deal on one of those other secondary websites, let them know. They'll match it. If you love CHGO and you wouldn't be staying up at 12.05 a.m. on a now Wednesday if you didn't love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Scroll down. You'll see that big white thumbs. Please smash that for us. And then you'll see the link over there if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify after you leave us a five-star review. Pretty please. You'll see the link in any podcast description, no matter where you're consuming this episode. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats on all your favorite events. And don't forget, February 10th, Friday night, Hawks and Coyotes. It is our CHGO Blackhawks takeover. Very few tickets remain. This is the fastest-selling event in CHGO history. We've only been open since March, but still, it is hey, uh, significant. History is history. Yep, go to allchgo.com to purchase your ticket. You'll get a ticket to the game. You'll get a free CHGO hockey shirt, a brand new design. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get a free drink at the Goose Island uh, Brewery where we're going to be drinking at the UC before the game. It's going to be an awesome time. Come join us, allchgo.com. And, of course, Die Hard Save 20% on the event and on everything at allchgo.com. So join us February 10th for our CHGO Blackhawks takeover. It's going to be a wonderful time. All right, a couple of things I want to get to. First, uh, during the ad reads, we got a, a note from Lebowski5 uh, talking about the DNVR people. When we had uh, Jesse on the show, said the Avs would get a first, would give a first and a young player for Jonathan Taves. Um, it's important to remember that people like us, we have our opinions, but there are also scouts and GMs and people that watch things at a whole different level than we do. When he said that, we all said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. That was more or Absolutely. less. Absolutely. That was more or less a, uh, a Jesse spitball. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that's not coming from a conversation with yeah, Joe Sackick. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, Chris yeah. McFarlane. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's the new, the new Avs uh, GM. But, um, yeah. Figurehead. I would, I would love that. Yeah, that would I be I would wonderful. love uh, a first and Martin Cout for Jonathan Taves. I just don't think the Avs are anywhere Here, close to doing it. Here's that. my final thought on the Jonathan Taves trade stuff, at least for tonight, because we're going to be talking about it every show until then. <laughs> until yes. it happens. Yeah. And probably after. Lower your expectations, but also never underestimate the stupidity of an NHL general manager. That is correct. Oh, for sure. Somebody out there may galaxy brain it and say, I got to have this. Because I'm sure there are a lot of fan bases that would just see the name Jonathan Taves and go, wow. Our team's going for it. Mm -hmm. This guy mm -hmm. is a Hall of Famer. You know, you some a lot of casual hockey fans in Colorado or yeah. Boston might be like, holy cow. Yeah. They're or, going for it. Or Edmonton. Or, or wherever. So there is something to do with the name. You, you can be the general manager. Says, hey, I, try, I tried. I traded for Jonathan Taves. Mm -hmm. He's won Stanley Cups. So never underestimate a GM overpaying. There's always one every trade deadline, Bill Zito, I'm looking at you, that does something <laughs> immensely stupid. Yeah. Um, so, but lower those expectations, and then you can't be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. There, there is a very real chance of a, of a scenario happening where Timo Meyer is gone, 
Bo Horvat's off the market. Oh, crap. We didn't get either of those guys. Well, now I here's Taze. Take all of our picks. And, yeah. and people might freak. You know, that's, GM, that's what GM you're might panic. That's they what might panic at the disco. Yeah, there you go. R.I.P. <laughs> to a band who I don't know any of their songs. <laughs> got a super chat from Jason. He says, uh, there's no reason our team shouldn't have a Janot or Olivier type player, especially during tank to drop the gloves over our better players. My two cents. Enforcers just don't exist anymore. Well, it's, well Jared Tenorti's got his face wired shut, so that doesn't help. Yeah, right. I mean, and Reese Johnson we, is supposed to be that guy. But you're not really wrong, not. but the difference is Max Domi is your leading scorer. Yeah. He leads your team in points yeah. and goals. You can't not have him for 17 minutes. Let Reese Johnson go get the 17 minute penalty. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, you're not wrong. You know, you still need a guy that could play physical on your team. Not as many as we used to, but that's not Max Domi's role right now. Max Domi's role is to lead the team in points. Right. And Tanner Janot scored what? 30 goals a couple seasons ago? Uh, last year, I think he had 26. 26. A lot on the power play. He, he, he had the uh, uh, Artem Anisimov uh, mm, mm. trick nailed down. Stand in front of the net, let the puck hit you in the ass, <laughs> get 18 power play goals. Hey, <laughs> hey it, it works. It works. We finished third in Calder voting last year. Yeah. Uh, we also have German Hawks fan. He says it's 7.05 a.m. in Germany. Finally, a decent uh, game time for, for them. Thank you, German Hawks fan. We awesome. appreciate you. All right. And we've got a super chat from Chris. He says, take a third for Taves. One thought. Okay. He says, I like Domi. F you, instigator rule. I agree with that. The instigator rule needs reexamination. Yes, it's dumb. Uh, it's really, really bad. It's not working the way they thought. I just don't know about Davidson. Where's Reichel again? Now, this is something it's I wrote loaded, about. It's a loaded question. Yeah, I wrote about <laughs> this in my three Hawks hits that will be published after the game. Lucas Reichel um, is kind of who we all talked about the other night when Tyler Johnson went down as who we all wanted to see here. And I think we all expected to see here because we've been told he's got to play in the top six. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere for him to be if he's not in the top six. Well, Left wing, one goes down, so it's natural that Lucas Reichel um, would be the guy called up, right? Well, it was not him. It was Luke Phipp called up, and he's got 30 points in 31 games. That's a hiccup. Certainly deserving of a call up, right? He's done. Yeah. He's been good in Rockford. So here's something that NHL debut. I noticed uh, today, going back to the video you posted of Kyle Davidson sort of explaining why Reichel was sent down, talked about opportunity top line, playing center he also said it's for, i want him to sort of take over be the go-to guy and show some leadership now i'm not going to go as far as to say that lucas reichel has failed in that assignment but in his five games since going back to rockford he has one assist he's minus three and has six shots on goal in those five games he has not gone back to rockford and asserted himself the way that i think a lot of us would have expected him to do mm-hmm is he sulking? Is he unhappy? I don't know the answer to that. None of us do. Probably not. But, but I think the Hawks are somewhat within their rights to say, look, you're not playing well right now. Not only are the points not there, Greg, you told me, turning the puck over yeah, a lot. I watched those two games to, so I could be knowledgeable in our re rebuild report coming out earlier this week against Springfield and then the Wolves. Friday and Saturday, he was bad. Yeah. He was noticeably bad. He was not taking care of the puck when he had it. He was not 
playing well without the puck, and those are the things that they always mention, you know, for young players, you know, protect the puck yep. and, you know, be effective without it. So it could have been as, as easy as, hey, we want you back here, but you're not playing like an NHLer right now. So we're going to bring up a guy that had a good weekend. Yeah. And, and that's a message to Reichel saying, dude, you're not guaranteed. You got to work, and that's valid. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and as if, hard as yeah. that is to swallow for us, because we we're excited. Lucas Reichel is one of the few things that's like NHL close that we're excited about. Honestly, right, yeah. Like Luke Phillip is not going to be a star player. Be, Mike could be good, could be a contributor down the road, but he doesn't project as that kind of a guy. No, Reichel is the exciting prospect with a shot at the NHL right now. But if it was a decision based on performance since the demotion. I kind of like that they're sending him that message and saying, sure. look, like you said, nothing's guaranteed for you. Just because you came up here and had three really nice games does not solidify you as the automatic call-up. You've got to keep doing what you're doing down in Rockford. I'm confident that Reichel will bounce back. And, hey, maybe Philip getting called up is the message to Reichel saying, hey, you did not earn it this time. Earn it. Well, it's, yeah. the, it's a message to the rest of the Ice Hogs, too. Correct. If you want to be here in Chicago, you got to play like you can belong here. You're, we're not just going to take you. We're just not going to blindly look at the stat sheet and say, okay, he's at the top of the list. Let's take him. No, we want to know if, you, if you've been playing well, we're going to reward you. If you haven't been playing well, we're not going to reward you. Yeah. So it's if, if that's how it's going to go going forward when it comes to development, that's the correct way to do it. Yep. Here's uh, Luke Richardson uh, talking about if he was okay with Max Domi jumping Dakota Joshua after the hit. Uh, this is from Mark Lazarus. Quote, those calls are going to be automatic. If you skate from even a short distance, they're going to call the instigator. You just don't want that in the game. I'll never complain when a teammate steps up for a teammate or sticks up for a teammate. Are there little ways you can just curb that a little bit and send a message without taking yourself out of the game for 17 minutes because we missed him for a long time short-staffed up front. Sometimes you can talk to a player and say, maybe we can do this a little bit, send the same message if you want to send that message to protect your teammate, but keep yourself in the game. We don't want to lose you. There you go. That's it. That's it. Two, five, and ten for Domi. And they're, you know, in a tie game. Yeah, I I think there's, like we said, like there's plenty of ways to get a message across that doesn't have to be your most effective player having to step up and do it. You can, you can, you, you can have a Reese Johnson go out and say, okay, you know, take, take the number yep. and, and go out and, and handle it at a different time. Get him, get him engaged in a fight where it's only five minutes for each guy. Right. You know, yeah. that you had a half a hockey game. Yeah. To figure that out. Yeah. You got time to get your hits in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. you do it. Take a number. Maybe you do it late in the third period. Or middle of the third period, you get Reese Johnson, and then he doesn't score the game-winning goal. Seems logical to me. Because he's sitting in the box because Reese Johnson fought him in the third period as opposed to right then and there. But yeah. I get it. It's, it's, it's Hockey is a game of quick judgment. Instant and, reaction. And, and emotion. And, yeah. and emotion. And you see your guy go down, even though it wasn't. it was absolutely nothing wrong with that hit. Nope. I have no problem if he boarded him, hit him from behind. You go after the guy, but I one of my biggest pet peeves in all of NHL is fighting after clean hits. It's and silly. It happens every yeah. Time. Like mm-hmm. it, fighting after a clean hit just makes no sense to me. 
Because now you're giving them a power play, and you're taking one of your players off for 17 minutes because a guy finished his checks. <gasps> the audacity. It's a game of hits. It's part of the game. Yeah. It, and it happens. Not, not, that's just not like criticizing Max Domi for tonight. It happens on a nightly basis. Yeah. You see a guy get, deliver a clean hit, and there's always somebody right there. Wait. You don't have to do it right then. Put that number in your head. And You're, the next time you see that number yes, on the yeah. ice, you put him into the third row. Max Domi plays, what, usually 17, 18 minutes a night? He would have had another sh- About, crack at You're going to get another shot. Yeah, You're right. going to get another or shot. It doesn't have to be Max Domi. Jake McCabe can go do it for you. Anybody. Anybody. Like Sam Lafferty. Yeah. Reese Johnson. Someone who's not the team's leading effing Colin scorer. Blackwell would have skated as hard as he could and bounced right off of him. <laughs> Whoa, there he goes. Yeah. Yeah, I also thought it was funny the way the game ended. Real quick, like the puck got shot out of the play, and the refs were like, "Screw it!" Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Let's care if there, were, I don't care if there were four seconds left. We're going home. Blow the yeah. horn. They, I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen that before. They that was that catch. was interesting. <laughs> oh lord, yeah, this is uh, boy. I I wonder if the uh, the people who were worried. Are still worried because it's they been, will be the second they bad. win again. Yeah, if they so they're going to win at least seven or eight more games this year. Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they win Thursday night, we're going to be right back to yep. you know losing our minds because people are going to say the, the tank is over and that our chances at getting Connor Bedard are out the window. Um, speaking of which, yeah, uh, Connor Bedard, best part of the game uh, was uh, was was on the Blackhawks broadcast in a sense. Uh, if you watched uh, the game, you saw a fan was caught with a 98 Bedard jersey. And I and I know that there wasn't a lot of those yep. <laughs> made public recently. And I said, isn't one of our followers, one of our listeners, didn't they do that? And sure enough, it's our, our friend Matt, uh, who, uh, who lives in the area, sent us this photo from outside the arena uh, of him in, in the Bedard jersey. So, uh, yeah, nice. way to go, Matt, getting on the getting on the big broadcast and... Uh, I appreciate the investment in the tank this season, which, according to Gary Bettman, isn't something that's happening. Yeah, right. Pretty, pretty Wait, ballsy. Put for that it. image back up. Just, I yeah, just that's wanna, a real ass jersey. It, that's going to get us more viewers than anything else. Honestly, that that is that is. Look how natural it looks. Great. Look how natural that looks. That looks. I could, I, I could see. History. I could get used to seeing thousands, if not millions, of those. Uh, hanging around the Chicagoland area in a and few years. And pretty ballsy of NBC Sports to actually put it on the yeah. broadcast, too. To be like, yeah, hey. we're acknowledging <laughs> that the team that pays our bills is, is right sucking there. on For a while, anyway. It's right there. Uh, for another 18 months. Yeah, but, hey. You can't fire us. We're going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty, pretty. Uh, That's really cool. little nod to uh, A to Matt for getting that. Hopefully that is an investment that, you get off. to enjoy for about 13 <laughs> or 14 more years. Uh, and if not, if well. If not, Bruce Miles will take a picture of you in a few years at the yeah, UC and be like, hey, look at this jersey. Remember when the, I remember years ago, like before a trade deadline, Maple Leafs fans had like Eric Lindros jerseys. and Well, they actually got to wear those eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eventually they were right. Yeah, Maybe if, if, if things don't work out and, and we don't get number one overall, he could trade that to the guy in Buffalo that had the 97 McDavid jersey mm. before that draft. That mm-hmm. I remember seeing Sabre McDavid jerseys that year. That would look year. cool, though. He would look better in a Sabre jersey because Sabre jerseys are awesome. Yeah, yeah but that was usually. back when they had the dark blue. The yeah, yeah, they had the, before the dark Before they went navy. back to the, the good stuff. The royal. The royal blue. The royal, royal blue. Yeah, it was, uh, that was cool to see. 
and and we they showed him from the front, and then he had you saw the you number. See and the we're like, wait, eight, is that a yeah. Bedard? And then a minute later, they showed the back. Yep. Which is awesome. So uh, Lebowski five says Bedard <laughs> will be only thirty in thirty in thirteen Jesus years. Oh Christ. God! <laughs> yes, and I will be forty six. <laughs> Shut, Shut up! up. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I will not. I guarantee you, I won't be here for that. They'll be like, we got to get these old men <laughs> off the set. They're bad. They're bad for the brand. They're gonna. They're gonna <laughs> cane and taves us in, in a thirteen years. years <laughs> I will be fifty eight. I'll hey. be 56. Oh, my God. I'll be 13 years from today. I'll be almost 57. F that. <laughs> oh. Good Christ. Let's live in this time, even though it's really painful. <laughs> let's let's live in that. Oh, God. <laughs> that was just very stark. I don't like that at all. But, hey, he'll be lifting his fifth cup. So it'll, all right. It'll all be we do our, uh, I'll be replacing my fifth disc. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do our four stars of the game here? Sure. sure. All right. If there were it. any. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. I should do three stars, right? Three stars of the game were from the Canucks. Elias Pettersson with two assists and a massive hit on Caleb Jones. Can we read off his stat that uh, friend of the program Cam, Ro- Cam Robinson had for Pettersson? He's on pace yeah. for 30, what was it, 37, 37. goals this season and has yep. zero on the power play. That is incredible. It's hard to do. That's incredible. Uh, your number two star, uh, shit disturber and goal scorer, Dakota Joshua. He had a goal plus one, five. Oh, that wasn't him. Sorry. Two shots on goal and four hits. Really solid game for him. And your number one star, no surprise, Andre Kuzmenko. Two goals, plus one, five shots on goal, three more shot attempts. He was awesome. How do you say ching-ching in Russian? Oh, that first yeah. goal, two more. Like, just corralled it and softly flipped the backhander. Oh, man, what a goal. He's going to get paid this summer. Yep. Man, that's something. The Blackhawks were linked to him for a hot second. Oh, that was fun. It was a fun second. Yeah. All right, my four-star of the game is going to go to Seth Jones, who I shouted to Steven, Seth Jones, and then he had an awful turnover <laughs> in the defensive zone, and I was like, well, whatever. Uh, he, he had an assist. No one's keeping track of these. Only a minus three in this one. Uh, three shots on goal. He had three more shot attempts, two hits, and a block shot. So a solid, if not perfect, game for Seth Jones. 21-53 of ice time. You know, a uh, little peek behind the curtain. When we were sitting there looking through the stats about midway through the third period to pick our four stars so Stephen could get the graphic ready, you know, Jay was like, I don't know who to pick. Like, nobody's done anything. I go, Jay, we've been doing this for 46 yeah. nights. We should be used to, like, looking at a roster full of bad numbers and picking out somebody. Jake McCabe, fine. Yeah, fine. That's yeah. why, that's why there's not, not a lot of variety oh uh, here. God. But uh, I'm going to go with a guy that scored a goal tonight. I'm going with Sam Lafferty, a man that finds himself in this segment quite a bit. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, he scored that second goal of the game. It was a real nice play. Kind of just hit that extra gear that he's got. Freed really himself, does. got right to the center of the ice. Skated right, shot left. This goal that Probably uh, most goaltenders will not let behind him, but, you know, he, he got it by. Uh, he's played uh, – he had 22 shifts. He had a lot of ice time tonight with all the PK time. Played three minutes and 45 seconds of shorthanded time. Had the two shots to go with the goal, two hits, uh, a takeaway, and three uh, – blo- oh, sorry, that's a blocked shot. And then he – but 
the downside, he was only three for nine at the circle, but we'll we'll let it slide. Yeah, sure. My uh, my my, the the I, I'm looking at the the Canucks uh, blue line card tonight, and uh, it is the polar opposite of the Blackhawks. Just at, like every player is, well, I would think that's massively to the right. Well, if everybody on the Blackhawks is left, that means everybody has to be right. right? Yeah, so they all meet in the middle of usually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Blackhawks, uh, they, they were not good tonight. The, the best player uh, based off of game score was Mackenzie Entwistle, so uh, shout-out to him in his 100th NHL game. Milestone. Uh, big milestone, as we learned on hey, the, he on was the a broadcast. Plus, he was a plus one. Not many guys could say that on that team tonight. Not many. Oh, but, uh, so he's got more. no one to share it with. <laughs> nah, that's Tweets very from sad. Um, <laughs> my uh, four-star of the game, though, uh, was for uh, Patrick Kane. Because he scored a goal after, yeah. Hey, look, when you uh, set history by, for the first time in your fifteen-year career, fifteen, sixteen-year career, for the first time, have gone back-to-back games without a shot on goal, regular season and playoffs. Uh, when you're Patrick Kane, you got to come back and and make sure that that uh, that doesn't happen again. And he did. He put a shot on goal. Great shot uh, through uh, through traffic. Uh, ninth goal of the season, so good for him. Uh, he looks totally 100% healthy, doesn't he? Mm, mm, yes, all those GMs in the building saw a 100% healthy Patrick Kane tonight. Well, he's only got nine goals. Yeah, That's unreal. Career low, under 6% shooting percentage. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Still, I, I just feel like the he's not generating a lot either. You know, it's not like he's had like, oh, that was a great chance, and he just missed it. Right. It just feels like he's, I don't know, just he just doesn't seem as visible. And I guess that's part when you're not playing with Alex DeBrinkett or Artemi Panarin or whoever, you're going to look that way. But he just hasn't looked himself. Yeah. And look, man, these guys are, like I said in my uh, Blackhawks beat this morning, these guys are human. And the weight of this decision is weighing on both of them. And you kind of understand that, right? It is a tough thing to go through, but... Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you got to perform. you got to be a professional. They're not the only ones on the Hawks with trade rumors circling around their heads. Right. And some of those other guys are finding a way to perform. And they've been traded several times in their career. You know? It's, right. It exactly. can happen. So, yeah. yeah and, and, like, they control if they, that weight can be lifted off their shoulders or not. And I think, you know, it's – we've had, what, seven, eight – Nine months of trying to figure out what's going to happen with these guys. I, I, I've, we've, you know, tough decisions take some time to, to decide, but I think we're getting to the point where, like, yeah. let's go. Let's, yeah. let's figure out what's going to happen here. I believe the uh, old term my dad used to make is uh, poop or get off the pot. Yeah. 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 I've heard that before. Now, look, it's yeah, and look, if they want the if they want the stress of this to go away, just say I'm not being traded. I'm here for the rest of the year. Right. We'll talk in the off season. Fine. Yeah, at the very least, it gives you a three month extension of time to kind of figure out things in the summer, but or six month extension of time. At the very least, you you know you can do that and then figure out okay well then March third is is out of the question then we'll we'll talk about it in the summer 
and go from there. That gives you, that gives Kyle Davidson something to work with. Yeah, he could go. Okay, now I don't have to worry. Uh, I'm not gonna you know worry about Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze at the trade deadline. Now I can worry about Max Domi and Andres Athanasiu and uh, maybe Jake McCabe or Connor Murphy or Sam Lafferty, whoever. Like he can <laughs> he can focus on those other things, and other teams can figure out. Okay, Kane and Taze. Are, are not on the board now what are we going to do it, it it just clears up a lot of things and if they do want out then say it say so then yep. say it you can't wake up march 3rd and text kyle davidson and say you know what trade me what th- that does us no good yeah. so it it's it's got to come eventually and i know people are sick of hearing about it so are we like yeah. we'd love some closure on this right so we love we would love to know um, all right, let's. Uh, we're gonna do our DraftKings King of the Game, uh, but we're getting up to spinning the wheel time. We got fifty nine likes right now. Let's get to uh, if we get to 69. seventy likes, sixty nine. We'll do four bonus spins. Wow, got to get to seventy though. That's a, that's a bonus spin. We can do that. Fifty nine likes right now. If we get to seventy, I'll give you four bonus spins. I think our friend in uh, Portugal also said we should get some international spins for our. Uh, Portugal and Portuguese fine. and If we and get to 70, viewers. we'll make it five. All right. All right, Sounds fine. Good. We'll use the metric system. All right, four <laughs> teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. That means right away. doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's there instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, and tonight's king of the game is, you probably guessed it, Peter Mrazek. Mm-hmm. He should be Peter F- with all the missing vowels <laughs> with those two guys. Uh, four goals against on four on 47 shots on goal. That's 43 saves, folks. A 915 save percentage. I know four goals doesn't look great, but when you really watch this game and dig into the numbers, he was excellent. So Peter Mrazek is our DraftKings king of the game. When you have to see nearly 50 shots, giving up four is a little forgivable. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And in addition to our friends over at DraftKings, we like to thank Shady Rays for being a partner here at CHGO. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays have you and your precious eyeballs covered. We need Shady Rays in here with these <laughs> new lights we have. They I'm are still bright. not they are used bright. to it. I'm never going to get used to how bright it is in here now. Shady Rays are premium Polaroid shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle, including podcast hosts. The best thing about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you lose them while doing some ice fishing? Did they fall off a cliff? 
Did Ty Domi get 17 minutes for breaking them off of your face? Because you dare. Max. What difference does that make? <laughs> Even Play like Ty, we're going to call you Ty. Hey, whatever. Ty Domi could break your sunglasses too. Yes, he could. He could. Even with that stronger protection program, <laughs> they still managed to make quality that I could tell you from being a customer of theirs for the last couple of years. They are just as good, if not better, than any of those expensive pairs on the market. Shady Ray's customers will agree they have left over. 200,000 five-star reviews. That's a butt-ton of stars. Mm, Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product, and they have told us that if anyone has a problem, they will ball up the profit right into a giant ball, open up that huge test window at the Shady Rays market, and throw it right out the window. They will do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays. We'll pay to ship them back. That's it. End of story. And an exclusive deal just for our lovely CHGO listeners. That's you guys. Use the code CHGO. It's after midnight. I'm struggling. It's it's, it's late. CHGO. That's us. Use that promo code at... Check out, and you will get 50% off any order of two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get up to two pairs of awesome sunglasses for as low as 54 bucks. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. All right, before we uh, do the tank standings and spin the uh, tankathon wheel, this from Thomas Drantz, who covers the uh, Canucks for the Athletic. Canucks. The Canucks mm-hmm. permitted just 15 scoring chances against the Blackhawks on Tuesday night per natural stat trick. That's their stoutest defensive effort of the season to this point. There have been about 760 NHL games played in the entire league so far this season. Only 37 games out of 760 have featured a team permitting 15 scoring chances or fewer. So this was a 95th percentile defensive outing based on all games played by all teams in the NHL all season. So what that means is Bruce Boudreaux is a defensive bum as a coach. That's and it. Rick Tockett. One practice under Rick Tockett, and look what happens. Can just absolutely flip the season. Canucks going to make a run to the playoffs, my friend. Better than, better than DraftKings right Put now. Put it on yeah. DraftKings right now. That Colin Delia is going to backstop the Canucks <laughs> right into the playoff picture. <laughs> All right, we only have 64 likes. All right, I guess we're not going to spin any extra spins today. Well, we'll get we'll one. We'll do two more for our international, for our international conglomerate. Friends. Right. Since it's uh, UN least, night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's check the tank standings. H-G-O-U-N. It's more like risk night. We got the military. <laughs> it's, it's risk <laughs> night. All right, Columbus on top of the tank standings with 31 points in 47 games. The Hawks right on their heels. 32 points in 46 games. Anaheim with 33 and 48. Arizona, 35 and 48. And the San Jose Sharks, 38 and 49. Big win so for the Ducks tonight. Ducks picked up two points. The, sh- yep. the Sharks got a point getting the overtime tonight. So, yeah, things are getting back to where they should be. Beautiful. So, we are going to spin the Tankathon wheel right now. Let's give it a spin, Steven, and see how we end. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, look at that. Woo! That's it. That's it. All right, we're going to bank 
We're gonna bank oh, we got those two, two more? spins. We're gonna bank those two spins. Alright, we're gonna bank two more spins. We have to leave on a happy bank we can't yeah. we can't risk it. Hey, you know what? By the way, if you're listening on the podcast and not watching the video, we should tell you what happened. Yes. Uh, if you couldn't whole, tell Chicago got the number one pick in the uh in the tankathon spin. Yeah, so, we're, yes, we're big that's why we're PHNX gonna end fans here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I know we I know this is like a post game thing, but maybe maybe we use those two extra spins tomorrow on our, our Wednesday afternoon show. If sure. You remember. That sure, if we, if, if we want to do that, we can do that. We can do yeah, that. Yeah, hey, look, that uh, that investment by our friend Matt paid off there yeah. you go. tonight. See? Not a jinx, as Alan K points out. Not a jinx. Beautiful. Let's all get one. There you go. Put it in the universe. Love it. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow at 2.30, uh, so make sure you're here just with us. Just a couple of short hours. Yeah, we'll be here. <laughs> just might as well Holy sleep crap. on the couch. We're, all, we're always going to go sleep we'll on the couch. We'll see you in, t- in 14 hours. Yep. 14 hours. We'll be here. Cool. Uh, I want to thank our presenting partner, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download that app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks to Steven for running the show. He did double duty doing the Bulls postgame, dodging hats and profanities. Uh, we took it easy on him tonight. So thanks, Steven. We appreciate you as always. Thanks to everybody who is here with us on this late-night show. We love you all for being here. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.